If you're talking about it, I'll be talking about it. Dennis Prager here. Join me this morning at 11, right here on AM 560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan, and in for Amy J. This morning, Lauren Cohen. That person, that, that caller said, that person. The Amy J. replacement. I'm the Amy J. replacement. She has a Just name, people. Amy will be back. Lauren, uh, of course, you know her from Fox Chicago, from WLS, from stage. You've done some stage work. I'd like to. Some runway think, work. Think I, yeah, so I you've wish. You've seen her all over the place. I wish I've done some runway work. Not tall enough. Uh, we've talked about uh, federal elections and talked a lot about the Kavanaugh confirmation saga and the impact on the federal races with control of Congress hanging in the balance. Uh, president continuing to prosecute that case yesterday, last night in Iowa. Uh, but it also, as we've mentioned over the last couple of days, and polling that I've done so I know, uh, has had an impact at the state and local level. It's also narrowed the enthusiasm deficit that Republicans face in Illinois. Now, there's still a deficit. And uh, it's also turned a lot of independents off of Democrats. And there's all kinds of other reasons in, in this, at the state level that de- independents should be turned off of Democrats, you know, based on, I don't know, their performance in power over the last, say, half a century. But that hasn't seemed to be enough lately. Uh, So the question is, how can Republicans at the local level capitalize on some of the momentum that's been generated at the national level to perhaps offer some surprises and make some gains in terms of political office in this state? Well, uh, one way is by exposing some of the same uh, chicanery, um, self-dealing, lack of integrity uh, that the Democrats are practicing at the state and local level. And one such instance may be in the state comptroller's race. We'll explain to you what the comptroller's office actually is uh, in, in a moment. But um, Susanna Mendoza is the incumbent comptroller and after Chuy Garcia, here's the intersection of the Chicago mayor's race, after Chuy Garcia announced that he's not going to run after all, he's just going to sit in that seat that El Gaito left for him, uh, the question is, well, who's going to be the quote-unquote Latino candidate in the mayor's race since there isn't a prominent one at this point? And so Mendoza's name has been rumored about uh, a lot lately, and I assume that's mostly rumors being uh, propagated by Mendoza. So um, do you want to vote for somebody at the statewide office who just wants to get through one election so she can vacate and pursue another election? Isn't that the Chicago question. way? <laughs> well, it, it is, but, um, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe people are not so keen on that anymore. Don't tell Bill Daly. I don't know. <laughs> and don't tell Susanna Mendoza, apparently. I feel like we, that's like the scenario with so many things, and yet people keep electing the same people, in, you know, in Chicago and in the state. It never changes. Well, uh, I know. We have these elections. Hand me a tissue, would you? Because I'm crying over Well, look, here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having this election anyway. <laughs> right? It's going to happen anyway. So maybe, <laughs> maybe if we do some things differently and we message properly and we frame the races in a compelling fashion— Maybe people will decide that they've had enough of one party and, frankly, more or less one-man rule. Hope hope springs eternal. Uh, For more on this topic, we're pleased to be joined by Darlene Sanger. She is the Republican nominee for Illinois State Comptroller, and she's also uh, a former state legislator in Illinois. Darlene, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. 
So um, you know the uh, lay of the land uh, as not just the candidate this time, but as uh, a, somebody who served in the Illinois General Assembly. So explain to us what your opponent, Susanna Mendoza, is doing and why that's important. Well, you know, this what she's doing right now is that she's failing to commit to the people of Illinois to say, hey, if elected a comptroller, I'll serve you for, for four years. And, you know, both. Both sides of the aisle agree we are in a fiscal mess. I mean, there's no question at all, um, as you were just talking about, the same old, same old with Democrats. You know, there's been years of tax and spend. Um, people are leaving the state. We have a lot of work to do. And, and Mendoza, which, again, is your typical style of Chicago politics, you know, she won't commit that she's not running for mayor. In fact, um, right out of the gate after um, Rahm said he's, He's not running. She was at the City Club event, and her question came up, and she pretty much said, I think I could be great in any job I do. I would never run for an office if I didn't think I was the best person for that office. Right now I'm running for comptroller. I don't even want to talk about the mayor's race, frankly, until after November. So I find that to be very disingenuous, you know, to say, hey, vote for me for comptroller, and in the meantime I'm going to be spending your tax dollar for my salary to run for mayor. Um, you have a little experience with Susanna Mendoza prior to this campaign because she also was a member of the General Assembly. Uh, what else should people know about Mendoza? You know, she's you know she's she's very much um, touting out of all the good work and everything she's done um, as a comptroller in the state of Illinois, saying all this with transparency and so on and so forth. Um, she's she's knowing her. And being in the General Assembly and knowing how Madigan works in the State House, you know, she's definitely a public Madigan, no question at all. She's voted for every tax increase, voted for pension holidays. I mean, there, and she's still doing that again today. She's using that comptroller office as a public voting public to bash the chief the governor. Um, you're a suburbanite from, uh, hailing from Naperville. Uh, I've often said, because the math demands it, that. If the Republican Party is not the party of the suburbs, suburban cook and the collars, not going to be a majority party in Illinois. It's just as simple as that. And so despite what has happened to the state, the worst governed state in the history of America, in the bottom of every financial stability measure, uh, we, we seem to continue to be losing ground in places like Naperville, in places like DuPage County. Uh, why do you think that is and how does that get reversed? You know, and that's part of why I'm running for comptroller is uh, people need to get their heads around really the, the significance of our financial mess right now. And the suburbs, I mean, people are busy. Um, it's good for, it's good to have programs such as yours to get out, get the word out. But we really do need to get in people's hands the amount of debt burden we have on us. And, you know, here's if people understood it, I think they've made, pay a little more attention, but there's no question um, suburbanites need to wake up. Um, you know, basically every taxpayer right now in the state of Illinois, if you look at the financial burden, including the unpaid um, liabilities for pensions and health care costs, it's $50,000 per taxpayer. So I really like to, you know, knock on doors to say, hey, do you have $50,000 to bail the state out? And I think that's what it's going to take, and that's, that's what the counselor motion should be to get that out. What I find is interesting, and you talk about the math, and I'm all about the math, is that, you know, people know their pocketbooks. They know their property taxes are, are high. They know they're being squeezed with, you know, practically what's left to tax, but the air that we breathe, and yet they vote the same way. 
And, you know, you mentioned people, you know, if people are busy do, and they not maybe not understand, you would think by now people would understand the simple mathematics of where we are with the pension debt and how it's translating to taxes. And yet the same people keep getting elected and the status quo remains the same and no one challenges Madigan. And I just don't. I, and I'm not even taking a Democrat Republican side here. I'm saying just simply the public out there when everybody's complaining, oh, my bills are this, this and that. And they're just not changing when they go to vote. You know, and, and there's there is there has been some good news that I'm in this for the first time. Um, I was elected to state house in 2008, and we were trying to get the word out that Madigan was the problem. The good news is people do understand Madigan is the problem. They're just still not expecting the hey, when you go to vote and you vote for someone who's a Democrat, you're you're voting for Madigan, and that that needs to get out there. But it's I'm I'm seeing that everywhere when I'm out in oh downstate, particularly in the suburbs. And I've been to a lot of events. You know, I said, you know, Susanna Mendoza is uh, basically a prophet of Madigan. And they're like, yeah, we get it. We need to get Madigan out there. So that's being understood. I just wish people would wake up and, and say, hey, don't, you know, like you said, don't keep repeating the craziness of having, it's like, you know, it's like the Democrats to keep putting this in the hole. All right. She is Darlene Sanger. She is the Republican nominee for state comptroller come November 6th. You can get more information on her campaign. Darlene Sanger, S-E-N-G-E-R, DarleneSanger.com. Darlene, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it.